Welcome to the Leadership Boost. Leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership Boost podcast with your host, Sean Smith, leadership mentor, boosting your performance in your leadership into high performance. Today, we're just doing a little bit of random Saturday. Also, welcome to the uh, Sean's Leadership Mentoring Facebook group live broadcast. So I just wanted to take a few minutes today really to speak about your relationship uh, and your significant relationship, the one that really counts before all influence happens. This one is the one that counts the most. Uh, Thank you for joining me and please give me a um, hop over to iTunes or to Anchor or to Spotify or to Google. Give me a like on, on any of them, subscribe and stay in touch with points and principles of leadership up to date all the time. This is where I share a lot more practical uh, focus on your leadership development. I have another podcast called KLE and KLE is more the, the paradigm. It's kingdom leadership equipping. It's more the paradigm of leadership. But here it's more the application, more the points and principles. However, any late relation, any leadership. Did I say relationship or leadership? I can't remember. But all leadership starts with 80% attitude, 80% attitude and 20% skill. 80% attitude starts with how you think and how you think is governed by your paradigm. So KLE is really focusing on a paradigm of leadership. However, Here we deal with attitude, we deal with character, we deal with skill, how to engage, how to empower, what is leadership about, et cetera, et cetera. So just really wanted to remind you of that because that's what the focus is here. And that's what gets you to high performance, not accomplishing a project, but how you work with people, how you you work with yourself, what do you know about yourself before you actually work with people. So that is what leadership is about. So let's get to our topic today. Build bridges, not walls. Build relationships, but in your relationship, build bridges, not walls. Building relationships are like building bridges. It takes time and it takes effort. It takes time and it takes effort. But once they are built, once your bridge is built, it looks strong, it's stable, and it's beautiful. (laughs) It is but it takes time. Marriage does not guarantee you will always agree. Be passionate or that you'll be the best of friends at all times. That's what we need to understand. So building a good relationship, I really want to focus on yesterday in the KLE, we did a podcast and I did a couple of social media uh, posts on that as well. And there's something I do also about love, life, and leadership, specifically focused on building great relationships, planning for marriage rather than just, you know, isn't it interesting? We plan for a wedding, which is one day, 
but we don't plan for marriage, which is a lifetime. When you get married, you've always got an excuse. You could have an excuse within days, within weeks of being married to get divorced. It's what you do in that process that counts on whether your marriage is going to last or not. You know, when I first got married, I I was a military person. I I came out of four years military training and and there you disciplined. Your cupboard has to look, you know, all your your shirts have to be ironed and and, um, and, uh, packed properly or folded properly with the button facing out. All your stuff has to be laid out exactly perfectly on the on the shelf. Your everything has to hang properly. Your bed has to be you know done properly. Um, like the edges have to be absolutely square. We used to take starch and iron, <laughs> and we used to iron it with starch so that our sheet and our blanket was absolutely perfect. And we had to do that every night because every morning we had the inspection, especially in basic training. And what I I used to go and sleep under the under the bed in my sleeping bag because I thought this is too much effort to wake up every morning and have to do this, make this bed. So I just slept on my sleeping bag under the bed. It wasn't legal, but I made sure I got up before. And then you had to before any of the the instructors came. But then you had to shine your shoes, shine the floor. We never walked on the floor. We always walked with carpets. And, uh, and rubbed our feet and sprayed stuff on the, and so that the floor was always shining, always beautiful. You, if somebody walked onto your floor with their shoes, they would get slapped. You know, that was it. Because if, if your floor was dirty or your stuff was out, our cupboard would get kicked out. Our beds would be thrown over. Uh, rubbish would be thrown on our floor. And we had to clean besides the PT, etc. that we had to do afterwards. So... You kept everything clean. But anyway, so that was the environment I spent four years in. And well, not the whole four years, but specifically in the in the basic training time, the four months that you do your basic training. And but when I get married now, <laughs> I marry my my sweetheart and uh, she's 18. I'm 21. We didn't know much about anything. In those days, there was no marriage planning, relationship building courses and stuff like that. If there were, I didn't know about them. Anyway, Michelle, she would push the toothpaste. In those days, toothpaste wasn't these plastic tubes you have today. It was like the old metal thing, you know. So she would push the toothpaste in the middle. And I had now learned from from military days, you always push from the bottom because you fold it up absolutely neat and tidy so your toothpaste always looks neat and tidy. It wasn't allowed to be all scrumpled up and frizzled, you know, squeezed out in the middle and things like that. So I would get there and here is the toothpaste squeezed in the middle and then I would push it up from the bottom, roll it up nicely. Next morning, squeezed in the middle. That night, squeezed in the middle. And it was frustrating me. And I was getting, every morning I would get irritated because here would be the toothpaste squeeze in the middle and say, how hard is this? I have to do this over and over again, roll it up, squeeze it all nicely, make it nice and neat and put it in the cupboard. And every morning I got there and it'd been squeezed in the middle. And I'm like, Michelle, please push the thing for, okay. And then she, she would be tired and forget about it and squeeze in the middle, squeeze in the middle, squeeze in the middle. 
And I was, I was getting, every morning I was angry. I was getting irritated first and then frustrated and then I got angry. The progression happened. And I was just like, okay, one of three things. I'm going to be irritated, angry, and frustrated every morning. Or I can divorce her. Or I can just serve her and push it from the bottom and stop complaining. Now, it might seem like a simple thing, but how many simple things are you allowing to creep into your relationship that you can't get your own way? So you become irritated and then you become frustrated. Then you become angry, but you don't you don't express the anger first. You keep it boiled up and then slowly, you know, it keeps boiling, boiling, growing, growing. And then one day suddenly you you have a fat argument, a fat, you know, conflict and it's. The conflict reason supposedly seems non-essential, non-important. It's not even a priority, but it's actually the anger growing from something else that you haven't dealt with. And that was what I was dealing with. And I just said, you know what? I am going to serve it. I'm going to push the thing. And hey, let's push it from the middle. If we're going to push it from the middle. Nobody's watching now. What the heck? And, you know, it's just like, get off your hind horse, get out of your little world, Sean. This is, you know, it's interesting is that when you put two people together in one room, when, you know, when you, when you visiting and you're dating and it's like, I love you and all the rest of it until you're living together, then suddenly you've got the clash of value. Suddenly there's two people with two different sets of belief systems. Suddenly, boom, they, they are having to. Well, they collide and now you, and that's one of the things that I, I help married couples with um, premarital couples, couples getting married. I like to help them, in fact, map out a plan for their marriage. And really what it is, is just getting talking points so that they talk, they discover, they talk, communicate, uh, understand each other. And it makes a world of difference because then you can have times of evaluation going back to those things, adding, taking away, etc., etc. Book me. If you go to the top of this page somewhere on uh, the Facebook.com uh, uh, Sean's Leadership Mentoring page, there's a book now button at the top. If you book, click on the button, takes you to a calendar, book me. If you want to talk about how to plan your marriage or it doesn't matter even if you're not premarital, but if you're in marriage, now's the time. Why, why wait? Start now. Get talking points now. Get the communication. Get the understanding. If you're finding you're talking past each other, missing the communication, then you need to have a time to talk. It's one of the things that I do to bring clarity, alignment in your relationship, marriage relationship. So book me. I I love doing that. So let's have a conversation first and let's see um, what those areas are that we can talk about. All right. So uh, book me, book me, book me. It, it, it can make a huge difference in building your relationship. Huge difference in building your relationship. One couple I spent three months with, and we just went weekly, half an hour. We just spent a half an hour a week talking about these points. And at the end of three months, well, they they said they used to go home crying because they were so happy that things had been able to be discovered and they could talk through things that they would never have thought about and would have been problem at the end. And so I've done this over years and I have a specific 
process, the journey that I take you on and to help you with that. All right. So that's besides the point. So for me, it was I've got to elim eliminate the the the, um, the conflict because we can be we can be arguing, conflict, fighting and find divorce over nothing. Really it's selfish issue. But if we don't deal with it, it can grow into a big issue. We stop communicating and it grows into a massive issue. All right. So remember, it takes love, respect, trust, understanding, friendship and faith in your relationship to build a relationship that will last. You need you need to have love, respect, trust, understanding, friendship and faith in your relationship to build a relationship that will last. You know, when you meet, you have chemistry, you, you meet the person, the right person, and something happens. When, when Michelle walked into the room, she was 16 years old. I was 19. I was speaking at a youth group. And Michelle walked in the room. When she walked in the room, I knew immediately I was going to marry that girl. I just knew it. And not everybody has that, but I fell in love straight away. <laughs> I was like totally, totally beside, beyond myself for this girl. I just, I didn't even know she was 16. I thought she was 19. And she always says I, I was a cradle snatcher, but I waited until she was 18. And then I said, you know what? I don't have any, you know, this is just me. Okay. This is me at that point in time. Um, dating wasn't a thing for me. I, I didn't like dating. I just didn't like dating. I didn't want to date. I, I wanted to have one woman for the rest of my life and she was it and so i said i'm gonna marry you and we are gonna date that's what we're gonna do and i don't have to then we don't have to worry about anything we don't have to uh, worry about anything let's just get married and enjoy our life work it out and that's what we did because you know we all every relationship will will face hell face trials face temptations it's how you handle it that gets you through it Getting through it is what it's about. And we're now married 30, nearly, nearly 39 years. And we have walked through these things, been committed to each other because we've always built with love, respect, trust, understanding, friendship, and faith. It builds a lasting relationship. You're building a bridge, not a wall. You're building a bridge. bridge takes A bridge takes longer. It takes engineering skills. It, it takes you know, a lot more skill and it takes a lot more commitment and dedication. It takes time. But when it's built, it's solid, it's stable, it looks beautiful. So you fall in love, but you don't fall, you fall, yeah, you fall in love, but you don't fall into love. In other words, love is not a state that just is there all the time. So oh, we always in love. It doesn't work like that. You have to commit to love. Love says, I'll be there for you no matter what. I will prioritize your needs above my own. Love says it's about mutuality that I will serve you, satisfy you, not punish you, not withhold from you, not manipulate you for what I need, but I will make you the priority. And when it comes to leadership, that becomes an important factor because many times we can marry or we can have this affair with our role, with our organization, with our department, with our career, and neglect the most important person in our life that we are 
we commit and devote ourselves to things and then we begin to neglect that which is important. And so we begin to withhold. Our intimacy begins to fail. You know, um, okay, let's just get straight out here. Men need sex. That, you know, intimacy to them is they not they want it, they need it. Wives, you will be wise to give it to them. You'll be wise to be to always be available for them for that. But wives, husbands, their intimacy is affection, not sex, affection. And just keep the priority of that. So that's one of the areas, foundational areas that oftentimes suffer. So men begin to look for for sex somewhere else when they're not getting it at home. And wives look for affection and intimacy elsewhere when the husband's not getting it. So don't be so busy about your priority of your business and your commitment to your role, and <coughs> excuse me, to your career that you don't have time to prioritize your marriage relationship. It takes time, it takes dedication, it takes commitment, it takes effort, it takes trust, it takes respect. Men need respect. Wives need understanding. That's just how it is. Understanding is not going, mm hmm, while you're looking at your phone. Wives, for underst understanding wives means you take the time to listen with your heart. You take the time to really understand where she's coming from, why she's coming from that angle, to really understand. So, honey, I want to understand where you are. You can el eliminate so much conflict by just being understanding. But when you allow frustration to grow, irritation first is irritation. Why? You know, it's just why, why, why not? Why am I struggling? Why can't I? Why is this so hard for you? And then it grows into frustration. It grows into anger. It grows into full-blown conflict. Then um, communication begins to suffer. Communication, a lack of communication is a lack of trust, a lack of understanding, a lack of faith, a lack of respect. Men need respect. Women need understanding. And, and these needs begin to, uh, to grow into this conflict because it's actually I need my need met and you're not meeting it. And, and then the whole selfish focus comes in. And then what happens is there's a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown to the point that you actually have no communication happening, no intimacy. There's total selfishness. And now the relationship begins to divide. Suddenly, you're looking for that intimacy. You're looking for affirmation. You're looking to have that need met in other places other than at home, other than that relationship that you must be and should be committed to. So love is serving the other, satisfying the other, not punishing, not withholding, not manipulating. You can walk away from others. That's easy. You know, you can say, well, you, you know what? Okay, this is not going to go well and you can walk away. If you're in a leadership position where you hire and fire, you can hire somebody and you can fire them. You can get rid of them because you can't work out the relationship. It's not the solution because there's always going to be somebody like that. But, you know, that's the easy way. The easy way, the comfortable way, the, the non-committal way is to walk away from a relationship or to uh, 
to hire and fire, or you can neglect. In other words, ignore, which you don't really, it's not really a solution, but you can neglect others, but you never can do that to your spouse because the cost is too much. The cost is going to be way too much. I would say plan, prioritize, and build. The message, the message Bible says, don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. That's what happens is when, when communication breaks down, when intimacy breaks down, suddenly we are wishing we were somewhere else or with someone else. Is where you are right now is God's place for you. That relationship that you have is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. Remember this, God, not your marital status, defines your life. Your value system, what you believe should define, not the relationship. Your belief system you bring into that relationship, your values you bring into that relationship. When, when Michelle was struggling with rejection at a very young age, the, the struggle was right there, what do I do? But my belief system was I had made a vow, I committed to love this woman, to walk with her, to journey with her, and to see her to wholeness. My, my value system was my, my parents got divorced when I, just after I met Michelle. After 21 years of marriage, they got divorced. And it, it's devastating, but I committed. It wasn't going to happen to me. My dad's grandfather, my dad's father, my grandfather on my dad's side, my dad's father walked away when he was a little baby. And so they, you know, he never even knew his dad. And I said, I'm going to change this thing. I'm going to, I, my value I, that I commit to and work towards is I'm going to be somebody that not only falls in love, but uh, builds respect, builds love trust, understanding, friendship, and faith into my relationship, and to teach and train and nurture that in my wife as well. Because that relationship, I can influence the whole world, but if I fail in that, I failed in the very, the very foundational elements of who I am. And so, who your value system and what you believe God that sets my value system. God sets my value system. Because I believe in God, because that's my conviction, God sets the value system for me. And therefore, that defines my life. That defines my relationship, not, not my marital status or my, or my, you know, how the relationship is going. I will bring the values to that relationship. So what value, what do you value in a relationship? What are you bringing to your relationship? So I really want to encourage you with this episode is to really focus on that relationship. Take time, think about it, build those things, build bridges, not walls, build a bridge, not a wall, build something to last, build a castle, not a little flimsy blow away house, you know. Build something strong, build something secure, build something stable, build something beautiful. Show 
great influence and great leadership by the very values that you carry from your home, from your personal life, from your character as a leader. All right. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I've gone way over time, but this was a very important lesson and principle or uh, factor in leadership that I want to bring to you today. So thank you for being with me. And uh, remember, book now. Book a, a, a time with me. The link will be in the show notes below the episode. And you can uh, then get me on a call. Let's t- have a free call for 30 minutes. And let's talk about um, your relationship in this area. This is one of the things that I really, really enjoy doing. And sp- working with people, with leaders, journeying in their relationship building process, especially in the marriage. All right. So until next time, this is Sean saying over and out.